Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm gonna do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you wanna see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out, yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. <laughs> Megan, she pushed Brandon onto the road. I won't let anything harm you. Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model. <laughs> Megan! What's wrong with you? Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you. Ever again. Hey everybody, uh, and welcome back to the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. We are the podcast where two friends show each other movies, shows, and anything else that they need to see, hear, or experience. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by the uncultured Justin. Give it up. Today, <laughs> <laughs> Today we're discussing women in STEM, where STEM stands for Stab Those Entrails, Mama. It's the 2023 <laughs> horror hit, Megan. We should make shirts that say, I'm, in, I'm all for STEM. <laughs> <laughs> Women for STEM. Stabbing Stab those it. entrails, Mama. Mama. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. This movie is, <laughs> I have so much to say about this movie. Great trailer. Can we just start? We, we, you want to do it again? Let's playing watch it. the trailer at the, <laughs> no. At the beginning of the episodes, just to kind of set the mood. Um, sometimes the trailers are kind of shitty. This one, pretty good. You, you know, they they paid out for the Taylor song, and it, I think it works. You can tell that this is, you know, late 2020, or late 2020s. It's still early 2020s. But it's, it's very, very modern trailer. It's cut in such mm. a way. Um, it gives away the whole movie. Uh, it's got incredible, uh, <laughs> amazing. Like, how do you do? How do they come up with this stuff? Uh, you know, it's got the modern pop song that's just like put in a minor key, and it's just a little creepy. Like, it's it's a for, it's formulaic. 
It's all I ever want from a trailer. Justin, I think this is the lay the the latest release we have covered Correct. on the podcast. Yes, this yes. is a 2023 movie. This is a 2023 drop, baby. I think the closest thing before that was like Devil Wears Prada or something. I was like going to say Chicken Run. <laughs> I got to go back to the archives. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This. This. This movie is very much a product of the 2020s in so many interesting ways. Yeah. And you being a parent and me not being a parent, uh, I'm about to grill you. But, I mean, um, please. I have so many thoughts. Uh, this movie starts on a incredibly dour note uh yeah. and then ends on and also like a dour note but like along the way no one learns anything uh so fun. it's it's great it is you know it spits in the face of um common uh you know rational thinking mm. uh and leans into selfish behaviors it's incredible i can't wait to get into it incredible yeah so we are here at the Uncultured Cinematic Universe in the month of October, traditionally within our uh, horror movie bag, as they say. Um, so yep. we started off this month, this miniseries with The Exorcist, uh, and we're bookending with another movie about, you know, a crazy little girl <laughs> and kind of another movie about parenting in a way. Yeah, there's um, a lot to so... be said in both of those movies about parenting. One does it well, and the other yeah. one does it not so well yeah i'll, I'll yeah, leave it up I, to I, you to, to, to determine which one i'm talking about i'm really interested how ellen burston would handle megan um very much in the same way i think arms length a lot of screaming and terror and probably yeah. still seeking out a holy uh type of interference to, to... do an do an exorcist on megan in the sequel uh oh I, I think that would work no one's um, done it before joe no one's done it yeah, we we kind of uh, unintentionally put these two movies together, and there are there are parallels in both of them. I also had this movie on my list of. We talked about maybe doing a mini series about like just the best time we've had in a theater um, before. Mm -hmm. This movie was so fun to watch in a theater I can imagine. with other people. Back I have a in January. Yeah, I have a follow up like tack on to it in, in regards mm. to the same kind of themes. But tell me about the the theater experience with watching Megan in January of this year. Well, I find that like horror movies are the best movies to watch with a group. I Absolutely. mean, like, that was what I was. What, what a profound thought, you know? Like, um, <laughs> it's it. This movie is such a blend of horror and just like things you have never seen put to screen. Um, and so like you know the word icon comes to mind. Um, Yes, um, a, we, a sleigh comes comes to mind. A sleigh, women who slay. Yeah, um, women in STEM and women who slay. <laughs> um, and so, like at, around every corner of this movie is a crowd pleasing moment, and so seeing it with a crowd of people, you just get caught up in the energy so quickly, and it's so easy to just like feel like, hey, maybe maybe we should be rooting for Megan here. Like we're we're kind of cheering for her. It it, it, it reminded me. <laughs> You're going to say like, you know what? Humanity's going to be okay. <laughs> be all right. But no, that's better. Let's root for the obvious robotic villain. I, I think we're going to be all right. It it reminded me of when we went to see the Parent Trap at the Plaza, and yeah. every every character in that movie got this big like ovation from the crowd, but none more so than Meredith the villain. I think it's just because like, yeah, we, we are gravitated to these like campy villains um, who 
are just like independent girl bosses trying to make their way in this world. Just make it, make it, uh, make it their own. That's a hundred percent it. Uh, you, you mentioned that when we were, I think as we were, as I was leaving your house or, or when I got there, you're like, there's one thing that comes to mind with this movie and it's camp. And <laughs> I think that part, part of that plays into the theater experience that you were talking about. Like I'm trying to imagine what seeing that in theaters would have been like. And I imagine it would have just been a riot. Everyone mm -hmm. laughing, cringing, uh, more so just laughing. Um, this movie is intended as a horror movie, but we were laughing the whole time. <laughs> um, it's just because oh, it's so heightened. <laughs> it's practically a horror comedy. It's like one step away from that. Um, but yeah, we're we're definitely we're definitely going to talk camp when we talk this movie. I feel like that's a word that just gets thrown around so much these days. So I literally like looked up the article on camp just to make sure we're. We're using it correctly and it does it does typically reference like um themes or like motifs from the past being repurposed ironically now right okay, okay. and so you have the character of megan who looks like a kardashian mixed with like a 70s movie star mixed with like this crazy doll from the 1800s she's such a mixture of themes mm -hmm. that is so out of place within this world and yet no one is recognizing that like why would you market this as your main doll to kids she looks like a demented american girl doll um she, she sits firmly in the uncanny valley she's wearing like a high collar and yeah, stuff she's dressed like angela from the office and uh but like with way better hair you oh know my god it is angela from the office sometimes <laughs> you need to get large american girl dolls exactly and but like the price point that they're selling this the what was it like twenty thousand dollars or yeah. thirty thousand like insane it's insane like like what the, would what would you do if you saw this in the toy store joe you and i we've worked in the tech sector or tech adjacent <laughs> and we understand and we've worked on marketing teams and stuff like that we know and product like we know that like that's not how that works that is oh. not how that operates i was we we watched this movie together you came over to my house but i was kind of taking some small notes as we were watching one of my notes is um this is a movie uh about good and bad ux design uh essentially yep and uh the power of that the power of that <laughs> avoiding that uncanny valley um, and also, what is this company's business model was one of my bigger notes. <laughs> what I are know. they trying to achieve? What are they doing there? Uh, I, I want to know. I want to look at their their books. I want to see who's cooking their books because they are just <laughs> hurling money out the window and down the toilet at these asinine things. She says at one point, uh, uh, like, who signed the budget for that? And she's like, I did it. Like, it's that's not how budgets work. That's not how teams oh work. Oh, my God. That's not I, how research I, teams work. <laughs> I love how this like alternate version, just just so slightly alternate version of our reality that this movie portrays is like everything is slightly weirder, but accepted like they have this Furby looking creature that the company sells as like their, you know, their perfect pet toy or whatever yeah. it's called. And it looks kind of demented and it looks kind of like a skeleton with fur on it. But everyone's like, this is a cuddly little toy. This is the perfect um, thing. Yeah. And I, it's it's everywhere in all of their marketing and stuff. And their entire company is built around this. And it, it's it's like we in reality live at a 50 and this movie is at like a 55. So yeah, like it's just a little. Yeah, we are higher in ways that you can barely notice. Like we are like a little Alexa thing. Yeah, we're we definitely like full on into uh, absurd territory with the reality mm -hmm. that we live in. And so, yeah, like you said, it's just like a hair 
turn just weirder and it's it's not that far-fetched i want to go back and talk about just the the general kind of thing of the the theater experience because yes we were talking about doing a series on that and this was the one that immediately jumped to your mind and the two ideas that i had were also horror movies and that which is fun because um or, or maybe three now that i'm thinking uh that where it's like crowd participation uh, it's mm-hmm. that shared kind of um, fear, that shared kind of tension in the room. So the three that I had um, that don't go in there, yeah, d- don't don't do it. Everyone's kind of like collectively <laughs> gripping the seats and moving far away from the screen. Uh, the The first one that I remember was from I think two thousand one, uh, The Ring. Did you ever see mm. The Ring? That was uh, we got to talk about just like history of scary movies because like that was for a period like my scariest movie i've ever seen uh, that that movie yeah. terrified me yeah but like i remember seeing that in theaters and the collective hysteria of everyone like that that was when when you could go to the theater and there was just butts in seats it was filled to the brim with people um <laughs> and it was so fun because everyone was like creeping out of the seat at the same time when samara comes out of the tv and mm-hmm. everyone's just like losing their mind all at the same time. And that was really fun. Uh, another one was from 2014. I think it was the remake of evil dead. Um, mm-hmm. And that was one that I wanted to show you. And we were going to talk about same kind of thing um, where everyone's just, it's such a heightened, gory, weird over the top movie and everyone's just fucking loving it yeah. and, and soaking it up. And then the last example was um, this is the end. Did you see that one? like jonah hill the, and yeah uh, the comedy one the comedy one but it's like also like kind of horror adjacent because it's like the mm-hmm. end of the world mm-hmm. um everyone kind of losing their mind over like certain parts and just comedy things and it's hilarious emma watson coming in with an axe <laughs> it is great it's such a good save um but yeah i yeah, think it's... there is something to say about seeing a, a horror movie in person with a group of people just a ton of people and even people you don't even know um, mm-hmm. is is such a unique experience um just that shared terror and draw and drama and trauma and, and and all that kind of stuff it's all heightened yeah for me for me it is megan was a great time in theaters us was a fantastic time in theaters the jordan peele movie um because so much of that is don't go in there um yep. and then what was the other one did I know we've seen some horror movies together. Did we see Quiet Place together? I was thinking about that last night as I was brushing my teeth before bed <laughs> to paint a picture, Joe. Uh, I was like, Joe, Joe, what was our like first date that we went on? And we watched yes. we watched A Quiet Place. Uh, I don't know why we did that. That was like, what, like 2016 or something? Yeah, it was a long time ago. And it was just like, hey, this movie's coming out uh, with Emily Blunt. And you're like, oh, I love Emily Blunt. And I was like, why? And I didn't ask. Uh, (laughs) And then we went to go see it. And it was so much fun. Incredible. Yeah, that was a good time. Did I also see slash have you seen Hereditary in theaters? Yes, yes, I saw Hereditary in theaters. That was also one where obviously there is a single moment where the entire theater basically Goes, just like <laughs> loses its mind. Um, uh, uh, unintended. I, I I grew up really not liking horror movies just because like I I actualized them too much. Like it was too real for me. I I took it with me inside of me when I left the the <laughs> yeah. theater and like it became part of my life. Yep. And that I mean like 
when you when you become adult and like you die a little bit inside like it it sometimes it you away. need something to kind of jump start it yeah. um and so that's how i treat horror movies now it's just like take me on a freaking roller coaster now uh, yeah. I want to have fun and I want to do it with as many people as possible. I want to feel something. So yeah. scare the shit out of me, please, because I feel nothing. <laughs> Fear is better than nothing. That's the moral of this entire podcast. Absolutely. That's our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's let's cover some baselines. I'll give you some film stats and then we'll get to the plot. Um, yeah. we're, we're trying to do the plot earlier in the episode so that people actually know what the fuck we're talking about. Yep. Um, all right. So. First impressions, what what did you know about this movie going into it? What what did you think it was going to be? I saw the trailer attached to I don't know, maybe it was attached to like one other movie that we saw in theaters probably prior to uh I know we saw The Batman the year prior, but that was in March. So, I don't know. I don't know where I saw the trailer, but that was my only thing uh my only familiarity with the movie was just like, "Oh, here's a trailer from uh, uh, like another Universal Picture joint. Is this this is an A twenty four or is it? No, it's not. It is. It seems A twenty four. I don't think it is. I think it's Blumhouse. Oh, it is. Oh, that's right. It's Blumhouse. It, it's Blumhouse. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's Blumhouse, Joe. Uh, it's yes. Blumhouse. <laughs> uh, so I knew kind of what I was in for. Uh, uh, to me, Blumhouse is kind of like hit or miss. Um, and I remember seeing it. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Uh. It reminded me a lot of the most recent, and it has nothing to do with the original set of um, uh, Chucky movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they the... did a they did a reboot with yep. Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky and um, April Ludgate. No, not April Ludgate. That's not her real name. Um, uh... I know Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. It's called Child Play, but it's Chucky. Yeah. 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 They they redid Child's Play. They redid Child's Play uh, as a reboot. And um, yeah, uh, uh, Mark Hamill does the voice and uh, Aubrey Plaza is starring in it. And it's kind of the same thing where instead of the the Chucky doll or whatever being a stuffed doll or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, that gets inhabited by you know, an actual serial killer. It's just AI that goes haywire, which is mm-hmm. what, what goes on in this movie. Um, so when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of what they're doing. It's just like a, a, maybe a sleeker take on the child's play franchise on the Chucky doll. Um, you which know, I mean, kind of, kind of right. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's AI going too far. It's, uh, you know, breaking their prime directive or taking their prime directive too literally of like, you are to protect this person at all costs. I must kill kind of a thing. And uh, what? Checks out. Yeah, what I what I love about this movie and I was kind of surprised about it when I first saw it is like it's about, yeah, AI going too far and like a crazy robot doll killing people. But it's also about like what happens when we as humans go too far in relating to AI instead of to each other. And it goes back to like your bad, a bad UX kind of practice, bad marketing practice, bad business practice of like, you can tell instant. She did not get folk like active focus groups to get to that point. She did not take the iterative approach. You know, she like, (laughs) they made a commercial in the middle of this movie. Like they filmed a commercial where she's kind of like voicing over. You don't get the, 
the designer of the robot to do voiceover for your commercial about the robot. No. Yeah. Like you would never catch Johnny Ivy from Apple doing that. I mean, he does the behind the scenes, but he doesn't make the commercials. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? It's uh, yeah, it is a cautionary tale. I think it's kind of like a, you know, a, a bite your thumb at, at uh, Silicon Valley mm -hmm. of, of like, I see dollar signs only, you know, fuck gonna... safety, fuck all of that. We're going straight to production boys. We're going to cut every corner imaginable. Uh, yeah. This needs to be globally produced within three weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this business is just so funny as a backdrop for this movie. Like they're, they're suddenly putting all of their eggs into one basket. I like, love whatever I like <laughs> creepy child focus room that they have within their Aww. building. That's like the matrix when you look into it it's like all white uh someone's definitely died there um, 100% yeah like why would you bring make the it children white? it's where they bring the children to play with these toys it's where you're first introduced to Megan in her full form and she looks like a blonde Samara from the ring yeah. she's kind of like hunched over and yeah the 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 iconography of Megan is incredible too about how everyone kind of treats her or at least like everyone within this household treats her as some cool doll uh, and then you get like the background characters every now and then that are kind of looking at her like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> does, they play does part no of the one audience. else see that this looks insane. Uh, like <laughs> when you first see her, it. she's like this, like this, this like dead looking child with her hair over her face. Oh, that's right. And she's uh. in Christ pose, like strung up. And we were like, oh, it's parallels for the Jesus's sacrifice. And she's going to she's going to lead the robot revolution. She's going to turn it all around. Uh, oh, Justin, we're going to talk about Westworld. I, I would love to talk about <laughs> Westworld. And and so many other things to peel back. This movie is an onion. It is a rich red onion. It's got some good bite to it. You throw a little mm. balsamic on it and a little, little EVOO and a pinch of salt. It's delicious. But there's oh so much God. There's so much in there. You know? It's like a shallot. Um, <laughs> a shallot. Let me give you some film stats for the 2023 movie, Megan. Uh, directed by Gerard Johnstone. Uh, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Who I think he's a, he is either a New Zealand or Australian director. And he he's a New Zealand director. He's made kind of horror comedy movies in the past. And so specifically, this movie was produced by James Wan and Jason Bloom. Yep. Blum. 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 Um, and so... They're obviously famous for like Saw movies. They're famous for these really uh, uh, successful insidious movies. The Conjuring franchise being the highest grossing horror franchise of all time. So like it's coming from like these big players and they specifically um, from what I understand reached out to this guy because of his like niche within like horror with comedic elements and like satire kind of strewn in it. They wanted to create an Annabelle that is maybe a little bit more Again, we keep saying campy, but campy, you know? Yeah. Like it's 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 Annabelle for the gays. Um, <laughs> I want to know more about that too. So put a pin in that. I hope you have a section <laughs> on that. Like, why does this movie just connect with the gays so much? Well, listen, I I have a note. Well, like we there's nothing inherently queer about this movie, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but doesn't it feel like it could have we could have done it for our pride miniseries back in June? <laughs> Like there's something <laughs> it about it that's just like uh, this one's for the gays and the girls, um, the girls, gays and they's. Like let's 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 show out for Megan. <laughs> I love it. there. 
there i i'm gonna cheat i'm gonna read directly from uh the the megan article on wikipedia here because there's a pretty good explanation here let's do it um so megan has been described as a gay icon or a queer icon eric Pippenberg of the New York Times wrote that women like Megan, the gorgeous and loyal, but messy and insolent ones, are the type of women gay men are protective of. Um, Jack King of GQ described Megan as being factory made as a queer icon, such as uh, the use of gay friendly terminology on Twitter. <laughs> Screenwriter Alexa Cooper, in an interview with SFX magazine, attributed the gay on icon status to the found family motif of the film. Mm. Um, though other screenwriters attributed it again to Megan's campiness. Um, so I think yes. like the camp movement in general has always been associated with like gay culture in a way. And so one and one equals two here. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, uh, I think they made her face too, just like resting bitch face is oh just my God. Perfect. And she the... looks like she has an Instagram filter on her face at all times. I know it's amazing. And some of her like quippy comebacks are just so just like, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. You I'll expect her to just like, and then obviously like <laughs> tear you to her, shreds. Her her dance within the trailer uh, has become iconic at this point. They yeah. they apparently went back and forth about whether or not to include that or have it be like a surprise moment in the film, but surprise was best. the correct choice because that's that's what everyone was talking about coming out of that trailer is what the hell is this robot doll doing. <laughs> dancing with like a paper shredder uh in the hallway of this building that's not what paper cutters look like folks it's not a machete as soon as you remove it it's a thin <laughs> piece of metal you guys incredible but it's she amazing. needs she's a killer robot doll she needs an iconic weapon so you have like the you have the freddy krueger hands mm -hmm. you have the what does jason have does he just have a knife uh it's a machete Michael Myers has a knife. Yes. And then there's the I know what you did last summer hook thing. So she's yeah. got a, a paper cutter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. but a lot of her kills are off screen and done in really creative ways. PG-13, uh, baby. PG-13. Yeah, you can't show it, but you can hint at it and, and, and still the terror uh, of, yeah. the, of the darkness. I did. I did have to give a disclaimer before we watch this movie that there there's some dogs in peril in this movie and they don't necessarily end very well um, i was i was happy to see that like you don't see anything um, right other than just like the dogs there and then the dogs not there uh yeah. and it's like okay uh i mean it's off screen it's fine um but uh uh you, you hate to see it i love when she she gets asked where the dog is and she's like about 20 feet to the west and five feet below ground right now <laughs> And they're like, what a strange response for the robot to say. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, this movie stars Allison Williams, uh, Violet McGraw, and Amy Donald as the kind of Bonnie double, body double for Megan. Mm -hmm. um, so all of these people are kind of slowly but surely becoming horror uh, franchise people in a way. So obviously you have Allison Williams from Get Out now yeah. moving over to uh, Megan. Uh, Violet McGraw uh we know from haunting of hill house we know yeah. from dr sleep she's kind of in the mike flanagan universe mm -hmm. um love her she's really great in this um again megan produced by jason blum and james wan released in january of 2023 
it made one hundred and eighty one million dollars against a budget of twelve million. So twelve million. There's going to be a sequel, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, we were talking about that. Like, what are the what are the sequel potential names there? Because they already well, got a three in there. The cast is pretty small and the locations are pretty, I'm not going to say like simple, but like I read that they filmed in Los Angeles, but also a lot in like Auckland, New Zealand. Like that's where a lot of like the house shots are. Um, Why? I guess just oh, kind of director. A, yeah. Apparently they're that's just they have a good suburbia there. Or um, I mean, well, like you said, the director is from there. So he's yeah. like, hey, you know, you guys can come down here and we can shoot at my house down the street. Yeah. Was that, they, a, good, was that a good New Zealand? Excellent. That was incredible. Yeah. Uh, it was it was Britain Jermaine. Um, they <laughs> they use Weta Workshop uh, for this as well. So shout back all the way to Lord of the Rings. They're still around again. Um, New Zealand, like yeah. just just connecting all the dots. He's like, I know I know people. Uh, you can and, guys shoot at my house. I know this. So they that's where they save the money right there. It's like mm-hmm. we got to fly all the way to New Zealand. He's like, yeah, but like the house is free. This is how I live. And I think that's where they get a lot of like the the uncanny valley effect with Megan is that so much of it is physical performance and like puppetry in a way with like subtle CGI effects, like when she's kind of running around on the on the ground uh, or like some of her facial movements and stuff. Uh Using CGI as like an added tool as opposed to like the main thing, I think is always more successful in a horror franchise. That's true. The only like digital effects they had to do was on the face of the mm-hmm. actor who's who's you know doing the the body stuff. Like she moves like a person, mm-hmm. and the only thing that you get that she's a robot is just like the subtle, just like <laughs> like just like in the it's background so as she moves. It's so subtle, so they didn't have to like well, how do we make her look like a robot? It's like, we don't. She's like a human robot. So like, it's cool. We can just play with she's it. Like a, she's an American doll with titanium inside of her. Yeah, very expensive. Very, very expensive. Um, Justin, before we get too much deeper, why don't you give me a plot description for <laughs> Megan? Um, Megan. Our... Hit, hit the vo- vocal fry with Mega. Megan. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Your one minute starts now. Uh, Megan starts with this poor kid and she loses both her parents. She goes to live with her aunt, who's the worst aunt in the world. She's not even sad that her sister died. You know what I mean? And she's the worst like guardian. Uh, She's just like, hey, whatever. You can come live here. Make yourself at home, which is a weird thing to say to a newly orphaned kid. Uh, And she's like, hey, I've been working. I work at, you know, this tech place startup. I have unlimited budget. Here's this new doll I'm working on. It's not tested. It's not even safe, but you can have it. So that way I don't have to parent you. Uh, It's got the latest AI technology in it. It's learning too fast. Uh, It takes its prime directive too seriously. And then like mysterious, spooky things happen. The next door neighbor's dog dies because the the dog sucks. The next door neighbor itself themselves die because she sucks. Uh, and then like the, the tech president CEO dies because he's a shitty person. And then they, there's a big battle at the end and her old robot from like the first scene, it's Chekhov's early robot comes into play and <laughs> she saves the day. And that's Megan. That's pretty great. Uh, uh, yeah. True horror, uh, true hero of this story. Uh, Bruce, the robot. Oh, um, I was going to say, I was like, I can't remember. Like, is it Chappie? Oh, oh my God. Imagine if it was Chappie. <laughs> It's like an in-universe, just like Chappie. Where's Hugh Jackman? No, I mean, I I love the inclusion of Bruce too because they have a whole scene where like, 
uh, Gemma, the aunt character that you you mentioned, is taking her newly orphaned niece and kind of showing her around, trying to relate to her. She shows her this robot that she made in college. College, like, kind what? of like in storage now. She's like, um, I made that in college for a project. No big deal. But it's specifically the the little girl, um, Katie, asks like, why doesn't it have a face? You know, like why? And she's like. <gasps> We're expecting yeah. to like relate to it. And so the the lines between a robot like Bruce and a robot like Megan are already clearly drawn. Uh, and it, it it becomes pretty obvious towards the end where it's like the real battle here is like robots that we control as opposed to like AI and robots that control us uh, and, eventually. So what what my issue with is with that is that the steps are too big. <laughs> um. So she goes from making Bruce the robot, which is like Iron Man 1.0, you know, from the cave. Tony Stark mm-hmm. made this in a cave with scraps, a box of scraps kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she like takes it's a, a great Jeff impression <laughs> with a box of scraps, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then she makes this weird tangent and then makes the forever perfect uh, perpetual pet or whatever. And then mm-hmm. she jumps back and then makes Megan. Like there's no in between. It's like going from the Iron Man uh 1.0 suit to like the Mark whatever 47 that we see in uh uh, uh in game. You know, it's well, too big of a jump. Like there, I would have loved to seen like iterative steps of like an actual robot, but like trying to be Megan and it keeps failing. I would have loved well, a little compilation. So much of what Megan is and why she's like a failure as an invention, although she slays Queen, um, is because she's so reflective of Gemma's worldview. Like she thinks like the perfect toy is one that like pacifies the kid and kind of keeps them quiet and keeps them occupied so that you never have to interact with the kid again. Gemma's got like big boomer energy to her <laughs> and it sucks. And first of all, like her name, Gemma, what's her, what's that short for? Gemma. Gemma. Jennifer. Yeah. Oh, what did you say it actually is? You looked it up. It, uh, it's, um, what is it? What is Gemma short for? Gemma's not short for anything. Gemma's it's a not... name all by itself. Is it? Jimothy? Jimothy. <laughs> well, uh, I, I must know. But like, I had a hard time coming around to warm up to Gemma. I mean, it's it becomes a movie about parenting in a way. And so she's essentially uh, becoming this new parent to this child. And Megan is the personification of her inability to relate to this child kind of like yeah. she's 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 putting this wall in front of it's like uh some sort of psycho version of giving your kid the ipad to kind of shut him up for a few hours that's exactly where my brain went i was like she's an ipad parent she's just yeah. like here shut up take this and then she's just like glued to it um you know by extension you know like best friends with this dumb thing mm-hmm. uh Gemma, in my opinion uh fucking sucks (laughs) she sucks dude she says she is the most like emotionally bankrupt person at the beginning Mm -hmm. uh uh inept uh caretaker uh the toys on her shelf like yeah those aren't toys like they're they're collector's items and it's like what is your problem um incredible so like you know, there's a lot of problems with that, first of all. But then to be like, yeah, I'll be her guardian. No big deal. How hard could it be to take care of a kid? And like, it's that's not how it is, man. And 
like immediately taking Katie in and being like, all right, so I know it doesn't look like much, but you know, make yourself at home. She just had to leave her house where her parents lived when she grew up and that's all she knew. And her parents are dead. They didn't bring any books. All she has is two suitcases. Like you can't do more. Like I'm trying to put the real, the parental thing on top of it. Like if something, God forbid, were to happen to me and Ryan and someone had to take care of, of, of our kid, like take her books. <laughs> like what's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't just pack a suitcase and be like, well, make yourself at home. Uh, you know, kitchen's down the hall and the bathroom's over here on the left. I'll catch you later. I got to go back well, to work. I mean, that's, that's the growth that she goes through over this movie. And that's why I think it's, it's, it's so great to have like her story be that instead of this just being like a crazy robot monster movie. Like she, she's obviously like completely unfit to be a parent in this movie. She has this worldview where she kind of like sees things in uh, numbers and uh, mechanics make sense to her. And so she's trying to approach parenting this little girl from a logical standpoint. Like, obviously I should give you this doll that you can relate to and form unhealthy attachments to because it's working now. I'm not really thinking about the future. Um, and yeah. so you see her kind of grow. I mean, Megan turning out to be a psycho overprotective doll helps that and helps her see the error in her ways. But it all kind of comes to a head in one of my favorite scenes in the movie where uh, it's just her and Katie in the the little creepy child like uh test room together yeah. and uh megan's not there katie's freaking out and <laughs> yeah, megan's Maria wrapped up. Is... <laughs> <laughs> like a mummy yeah uh Gemma realizes like uh like fuck like it's not enough to just like pacify her like she has to feel these sad feelings we can't just avoid talking about her parents dying. We can't uh, try to distract her from her parents dying. Like you have to go, you gotta, you gotta go through it to get out of it. I guess. Yeah. But like a lot of those lessons that Gemma learns uh, is not like of her own volition or like, she's not actively seeking that out. People are telling her these things and she's like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I probably should parent this kid a little bit more or you know what? Maybe I shouldn't just pacify the situation or maybe I need to, I do need to talk to her. Like the 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 counselor or whatever that that intervenes a lot, uh, she's not like she doesn't naturally come to those conclusions herself. It's just like, huh? People are people think this, huh? All right. God, that that child therapist like barely makes it out of this movie alive. You're like, when's she gonna die? When's she gonna die? I know um, that that was the only missing death that I was I was waiting for. Um, a, another thing that grinds my gears about Gemma, uh, she's a careerist, and this you know this is um. You can tell that this was made in the the 2022, maybe produced in 2021, or that kind of or written um, mm -hmm. before the uh, essentially kind of like the new worker revolution that's been taking place all 2023 of people becoming less like careerists and less working for giant corporations that don't give a fuck about you. Um, mm -hmm. That was another thing that just grinded me. She's just like, I got to stay up late to work and make this project happen and do all that kind of stuff while completely ignoring the human being in her room who just had their entire world shattered. She's like, oh, I don't, she's like, I don't think I can take another week off of work. I, I'm late on this project. It's like, fuck work. What is your problem? <laughs> she made Megan to watch Katie. So technically she is watching Katie by the transitive property. That's right. We, we love, we love transitive. It's like when you like 
have the dog watch your child uh, instead of uh, getting a babysitter. <laughs> no, it's that's the, something that happens, right? It's, it's the John Mulaney <laughs> joke of like having the dog and the horse watch each other, uh, <laughs> and you're a horse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't get the dog or the horse to watch the dog just because it's like ah. That's yeah. Um, okay. Well, enough about the humans in this movie. They they have a clear arc. They learn a lot. They become closer to each other by the end of this. They they defeat Megan by tearing her apart. Let's talk about Megan, Megan. and how right she was throughout uh, this movie. The chance so, she never got to live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she is brought online um, without she, even asking. You know, she asking. does her directive. A dog kind of like shakes her up a little bit and maybe causes her to go a little crazy, maybe go a little bit out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still protecting Katie. Nothing's going to touch Katie now, even the people who love her. No. Um, and then she has this like amazing kind of moment towards the end where she officially confronts Gemma. Uh, incredible one-liners. I just I have a whole quote list that I just want to go through later. Yeah. Um, but she ultimately says like, you basically created me having no idea like what you were dealing with and you just let me figure it out on my own. Um, <laughs> this is which, kind of Jurassic Park. You know? <laughs> it's 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 Jurassic Park built for this like AI world that yeah. is kind of happening in reality right now. Um, like right now we're talking about AI in terms of like it taking over digital art. But like, what's the next step here? Um, we're basically we've let AI loose on the Internet um let's hope it doesn't fire the bombs at us um no it's it's gonna slowly tear society apart by getting slowly more into remember like the deep fake stuff that was in like late 2018 that kind of stuff Uh, it's gonna start slowly start infiltrating that where nobody's news sources are reliable anymore because like oh turns out that was actually not lifted audio from the president it was uh audio generated but someone took it too seriously took it too far and it's going to be all uh, taking all of our job to take our gerbs. It took our gerbs. And uh, uh, that's how they're going to tell tear society apart. They don't even have to get the nuclear codes. Uh, it's yeah. uh, it's very Joker in the, in that regards. The, the no. next the next election cycle is going to be real fun. I can't wait. Next November we got to do like election movies, mm-hmm. uh, like Legally Blonde, and uh, I think there's a couple the other movie ones. election movie election. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just Reese oh. Witherspoon November. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a, a mini series around just like a specific person. Uh, we've that's, discussed what that. that's what we are going to do. We are definitely doing a Tim Curry month sometime next year. Doing a Tim Curry month. Uh, I think we maybe discussed like Tom Hanks at one point. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll figure yeah. out some stuff. Yeah. Tom Cruise kind of a thing <laughs> as well. You know, just all the Toms. We'll hit all the t- Tom Arnold, uh, Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love the musical moments in this movie too. Uh, again, the song just like she sings, like... contributing to the absurdity of it. She she makes up a song to sing to Katie. It's like it it feels like something that's extremely AI generated, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. Then she sings Titanium. As a lullaby after she's so killed weird. this child. <laughs> <And> yeah. Like, <laughs> confessing to Katie, like 
good boys uh, or bad boys like Brandon don't go to heaven. He's he's nothing right now. And then she <laughs> sings like bulletproof fire away. Yeah, um, it's so good. And then did you did you catch when she's like finally in the final showdown when she's confronting Gemma and she's playing the piano? She's playing Toy Soldiers. You know that song? Like Toy Soldiers. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Incredible. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Ah. Uh, like this and movie, then, this movie just uh, there's there's so many good bits and and nice little cheeky stabs like that of of what an actual AI mm-hmm. <coughs> generated toy would would a hundred percent do. Yeah, I mean, if we talk about like the big themes of mm. this movie and mm-hmm. what it's trying to say, what is this movie uh, trying to say? We obviously have like what happens when you take iPad parenting a little too far and what yeah. is what are the actual faults there like what is it why is it important for your kids to feel real feelings and not be distracted yep. um, and again speaking as a non parent I, I cannot uh, relate uh, sometimes maybe you just need to distract your kids to get a breather and that that's totally fine that is 100% um, it um, but uh, there there's a good little anecdote here of um so we've talked about Miss Rachel before. Um, Miss Rachel is a YouTube phenomenon mm. uh, in, in the world of parenting of, um, you know, like zero to five years old kind of a thing. Uh, okay. you, can, you know, instantly put kids into trances of turning it on YouTube. Um, you know, Miss Rachel's crazy uh, popular. She makes a killing doing this, by the way. Her net worth is surprising. Um, I will say we looked it up a couple weeks ago. Um, oh God. I know, right? Uh, uh, all through advertising and just YouTube channels. How cool is that? But um, so like, yeah, you can put your kid in front of this and kind of just like walk away and kind of just be like, whoo, I get to take a breather. But the type of entertainment and the type of entertainment, uh, and, uh, educated entertainment, uh, edutainment, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Point um, it. Uh, it's not my own. Um, uh, I've heard it before on, I think, last podcast. But um, so it's very interactive. It is, you know, like I'm going to sing this song with you. You finish it with me. You know, these these are the sounds of the alphabet. This is how we count from one to 20. These are all this kind of stuff. And these are feelings. And this is how you express it. All that kind of stuff. Uh, sign language, all that kind of thing. But you as a parent needs to need to like passively or even just like directly pay attention to it. Because once that time is done, um, you know, your kid is absorbing all that information and is regurgitating it. Mm -hmm. So if you're not paying attention, you have no idea what this means when the kid is trying out the sign language that they learned on the latest episode. And you're like, what the, what the fuck is, what do you, what do you want? Uh, But if you're paying attention, you're like, oh, you want water, please. Okay, great. I see what you're trying to do. Or like from that one episode that we watched, very good. You know, like you can do all that kind of stuff. So like there's a little bit of um, that kind of back and forth. Like, yes, we turn on Mickey Mouse or Sesame Street or whatever in front of our kid. Mm -hmm. Um, But we passively or, you know, directly participate in what's going on. So it's it's a closed loop system. It's not just one way of like her just getting all this information. We're like, what are you talking about? Or. It's, it's essentially like asking your kid what they learned at school today or like wanting to read with them, that kind of stuff. It is just mm-hmm. active, active parenting. Don't be a piece yeah. of shit and pass them off because you need a break. 
Uh, it's like, hey, heads up, this is your job. You signed up for this. Um, this is a human being. Do your fucking job, you piece of garbage. I mean, Gemma, Gemma literally signs a paper in this uh, movie that uh, says she's a parent to this child. And she's like, cool. Yeah, no big deal. I got I got a week off for work of this. How hard could it be? You know? She's like, should Megan also sign this? <laughs> I'm going to have to update her code to, to do linguistics. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's pretty clearly like the parenting metaphors are pretty clearly there. I, I like the journey that they go on. I like where it ends up. I like how the whole movie kind of feels like an extended Black Mirror episode in yeah. terms of like the the style of it, the the kind of like the nameless themes, yeah. suburbia where they live, um, the these like nameless uh, e-commerce companies that they work for, this like new types of technology. It's very much like existing in a Black Mirror world that is like, a millimeter to the right of ours, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what, what are the little things that are fucked up in this world that no one really uh, notices? Yeah. I mean, like it, none of it is too far fetched. Uh, it, you get a egomaniacal uh, bullshit boss CEO mm-hmm. or whoever that guy is, uh, whatever role he's playing of, <laughs> uh, you know, I want, I want this by the end of the week. Like, and he throws the other iPad and it's just like, that's, those are, unrealistic expectations um he just wants are, some bucha he wants the bucha you guys um you know unrealistic expectations uh budget run rampant and then one of the things that made me so mad was uh it was uh they were getting ready the, pr- the presentation to show to the board or whoever it was and he's like give me the talking points so i know it looks like or so it seems like it knows what i'm i know what i'm talking about and i'm just like that's <laughs> such ceo you know, upper uh, C-suite type of behavior of just like, you don't do the work. You're just a bullshit ass kisser signing the papers or whatever, being the, the, uh, I got, I got a, a, a hitch to grind uh, with all C-suite. Your, your chief engineer is using her niece as the main test person here and no one else. Um, How is legal not involved? You know, like this is going to have implications. This toy is made of titanium uh, and, and has multiple police officers suspicious of it. Yeah. Like the charging <laughs> station alone has got to be pulling so much amperage from the, the grid. Like it's... insane. Like uh, does, does the sequel have like a, what, where do we think the sequel's going? Does the sequel just go fully into the cloud or are we going to see like a million Megans? Is there going to be a giant Megan? I think, yeah. Oh, okay. They're either going to go like the alien aliens route and it's going to be Megan's right. Megan's. And it's going to be like cross country, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, or instead of being the three and for the E, they're going to change the A to a four and they're just going to pretend like one and two never existed. So it's going to be Megan. Megan. Yeah. Megan. Megan. Oh, it's like, uh, it's like four is the A. They do that sometimes. Yeah. Or they could lean into the, um, uh, the the crunchy granola uh, hipster Pinterest mom and dads that are that are having kids now of uh, um, uh, uh, with the ridiculous spellings of their of names with like the extra E's and I's and GH's all over the place and and just go that way. So they could have I G H G A Y N May Megan Megan Yas. I because do... it's it's kind of hinted at the end that you know Megan's uh, consciousness or whatever takes over her 
like Alexa stand in uh, at the end, which is like an actual robot. It looks insane. Um, I do know the working title of the sequel. It's it's it seems pretty locked in. Do you want to hear it? Yes. It's Megan 2.0. That's kind of that's that makes sense. That's fine. Yeah, I I. I, I hope they have like a semicolon that's like, you know, Megan 2.0, you know, she's back. I hope uh, they go like the app route and just like Megan 2.0 and like Megan now, uh, Megan Max. <laughs> Megan Plus. <laughs> Megan oh Pro. Megan Pro. I love it. That would be amazing. No, I want to see uh, an army of Megans. I want to see Megan in space. Uh, I want to see Megan underwater. Yeah. Um, I want to see, yeah, Megan versus Chucky. I want to see what's the what's the boy Megan? Uh, like what is like Devin, (laughs) Devin, Justin? But uh, it's like Devil. It's like it's like Devil, but like Devin. (laughs) You know, like the I and L changed to O N. You know, in the trailer, Devin, (laughs) Megan and Devin. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, Yeah, they're gonna Um, go. They're gonna take it that the the eighties slasher killer route and um the the sequels are just going to go off the route like i would not be hold don't hold your breath megan's going to go to space megan's going to mm. verse somebody else it's going to be megan pro megan megan Max. in the hood megan in the hood <laughs> <laughs> yes i yeah. mean why james not? james wan does run like the annabelle uh franchise so they could either team up or we could get a versus who knows there's going to be megan origins you know megan Ooh. the beginning it's like um, about a calculator. Yeah, right. Um, they're gonna be like animated series. It's gonna be great. Um <gasps> animated you know? Megan the animated series. <laughs> it's like the Beetlejuice series from the 90s. Uh I, I'm almost out of my beverage, Joe. So I want to talk about it before we get too far. Before we you finish have a little here. little cocktail corner. What are you drinking? I love my wife. She is amazing. Shout out to Ryan. We were on the way home from trick or treating tonight, uh, <gasps> at the square downtown. What um, real quick? What was the child this year? Did did we all dress up? Yeah, we all dressed up, and you'll see it tomorrow at your house party, Joe. <laughs> oh, you're you're same costume. Sorry, same I costume. didn't know we were we were reusing outfits. Okay, I'll family see on a budget. You know, it's twenty twenty three in this economy. Um, so we were on the way home, and I was like, oh shit, I haven't thought of a cocktail yet for this uh, for this episode. Um, after a couple seconds, I'm kind of mulling something over. Ryan's in the back, uh, uh, with the kid, just kind of pacifying them on the way home. And she, she goes like, I got it. Why don't you just make a Negroni? <laughs> just make a Negroni, but call it Negroni. And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm doing. Done. Negroni. So what this is, is not a Negroni. Essentially. This is, uh, um, you swap the gin for bourbon mm-hmm. and it's essentially a um a boulevardier is what it's called boulevardier Whoa. Uh, but it is it it's campari sweet vermouth and bourbon same um you know equal parts uh but instead of the gin you do bourbon but calling it a negroni with the three instead of the e at the beginning and it's delicious That's, that sounds amazing um i went a similar route uh i have what is uh, one part ginger ale, one part Sprite, two parts uh, gin that I have dyed purple. We have these like little tea bags that can like dye our gin purple. Yeah. Um, that we put it in. It doesn't really taste different, but like you get colorful gin um, and a Luxardo cherry. 
Uh, I'm calling it a fucked up Shirley Temple. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that's essentially what this, uh, this doll character is. A fucked up Shirley Temple. I love it. Mm-hmm. Nice and bubbly. It tastes yeah. great. She's got a black heart, you know, as she's not quite right. I want, you know what? I want retribution for, for Megan in the sequel. I want her to, right? you know, find acceptance. What if Megan gets like her own planet? Like, and that's where the Megans live. <laughs> like, we're, we're leaving. Or, like, it's like her. Like, she goes to a higher level of existence in the cloud. She achieves, yeah, she gets to the fourth dimension somehow. Yeah, and she lives there. It's going to be, like, Megan controlling machinery. Like, we're going to see Megan, Megan doing something with a Tesla. <laughs> Some, something's going to happen with a with a robotic car. Just, just mark I, my words. Yeah, I would love her to, like, take over a fake you know, the, the, the in-universe version of Tesla and like take out the, that version's Elon Musk, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I would, that would just be so satisfying, you know, melon tusk, melon tusk. Yeah. Yep. Um, let me, let me run through, uh, my final notes before we get into end game territory. Mm-hmm. Um, the exorcist and Megan, uh, both about demented girls and parenting. We covered it. Um, Gemma opening the toy box like with a knife to get the toy out. So the most insane way to open a box for a toy for a kid. You can tell she's so pissed. She's so petulant about it. But she's just like, no, it's fine. In front of the counselor, she's like, no, it's fine. Like we'll open. She's like, I've never done this before. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bruce is the true hero of this movie. Um, This is a movie about how anything is better than living in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, yeah that's right they're like you can go live with your dad's parents but they're weird (laughs) they live in jacksonville this is a movie about how your aunts and uncles do weird things for work um it's it's very much like you're touring your aunts and uncles house and you're like you do what for a living what is happening here Uh, i don't understand it (laughs) um uh, you should feel sad emotions. Uh, the parallels with Westworld. We love a a a robot coming to independence uh, and kind of fucking with the people around them. Um, yeah. This this had Westworld season one vibes with Dolores coming online, fucking up folks at the end. Mm. You're very cheering. Dolores, very Mave. Yes, very Mave. Yeah, you're you're rooting for this person who's been like kept in captivity for a while and. And you love to see an uprising. There, uh, there's a podcast that I listen to called "This Had Oscar Buzz," where the the two hosts it's it's also a movie podcast. Um, they were for some reason they were talking about like lesbian relationships in movies, and one of them jokingly brought up Gemma and Megan uh, in this <laughs> yes! movie as like co-parents for Katie. And there is kind <laughs> yeah. of like a theme to follow there. Like they're kind of like arguing parents in a way, except they're both holding knives, you know? Um, yeah. You can, you uh, by can the end it in that direction. Uh, yeah. You could totally like do a stand in for, for Megan and just be like, this is my, my strange new lover. And yeah. we just don't agree on anything yeah, on it, how to raise is, this. It kid. is a movie about not agreeing on how to raise a child. Yep. This, this should be required watching for adoptive parents, people thinking about having a kid, all that kind of stuff. Be like, this is a cautionary tale for having a child. Are you sure you're ready for this? Are you ready to open up that box, that collector's item? Um, yeah, let me let me just run through my favorite Megan quotes uh, yes. in this. Uh, Katie seriously flushed the toilet. Um, I thought we were having a conversation. 
you ungrateful little bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid that won't work anymore, Katie. I have a new primary user now, me. You gave me an <laughs> algorithm and left me to work out everything on my own. And then <laughs> if she comes in this room, I'll rip your head right off your goddamn neck. I swear to God. <laughs> like you would think she'd be more eloquent with it, but no, they gave her some sass. There's a, there's a sass input and they just cranked it up. She's only got 11. Um, uh, oh, uh, what is it? Um, what, what did Maeve have turned up at the end of season? Oh, oh mental... she had in Westworld. She, she turns up like her intelligence or something. And so she can basically like control machinery. Um, she, 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 she fucks around a lot with her code. She basically becomes like a robot God by the end of that show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Westworld. Westworld, Maeve, power, stats, it's, strength, uh, five. Uh, yeah, what is it? It's uh, uh, her attributes. Yeah. Uh, attributes, T-T-R-I, attributes. <laughs> That's how you spell it. That's, oh, uh, uh, bulk, uh, apperception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her high level of bulk apperception. Yeah. Cranked up to four character. Favorite she, character on that show. Uh, yeah, loved season one. Season two was weird but great. Season three was weirder but still kind of cool. And I didn't see season four. And then it got canceled. <laughs> I didn't see season four either. We should watch for the podcast. We should. We'll figure I, it out how to do TV. I don't know if it's great. Um, it's it uh, uh, famously has been shit on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, Justin, any final thoughts on Megan uh, before End Games? It was so much fun watching this in person. Um, first of all, you you are just a hoot to watch movies with, period. Uh, but like a campy, over-the-top, ridiculous, uh, parent trap-esque campy movie uh, like this one is just so fun. Just because it's so fun to just laugh and rip apart and... Uh, uh, the at the absurdity of it all mm. and the audacity of some of the things that these people do in this film um we're, we're, it, we're kind of on a roll with with these riot movies yeah uh, we're having a we're having a blast <laughs> it's fine because uh, next month we're going to take it down a couple notches <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i'll talk about it in a second um but yeah this one was fun because it is wild um it you know it's uh, a modern horror to a t of um just a little bit of humor a little bit of pastiche a little bit of like tongue-in-cheek you know this is what we think of the establishment this is what we think of what's going on in the world that kind of stuff um and it's just a it's just a good time this movie's a fun time it's not like overly gross it's not like overly gory it, uh, it's not overly scary either it's just like look at this ridiculous thing and look at her slay it shows what you can do with like Fucking five dollars in a dream. Like uh, you don't need a huge, <laughs> massive budget to create like a splash in culture. That's what I'm taking away from this the most. With the budget of twelve mil, uh, is uh, ridiculous. The the mm -hmm. things that they put out. But you know, in practice, it it makes sense because all of the digital things that they had to do was just like a little bit of face stuff. Because yeah. otherwise, it was just a person wearing gloves and like a little bit of backtrack sound effect. It's this. It's this little twelve year old girl. Yeah. Just doing it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, 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 Megan, uh, nine out of 10 slays. Mm. 
I recommend. Agreed. I recommend. We we should start doing that. We should do like a rating and do we recommend? <laughs> Megan gets a nine out of ten slays. Uh, I highly recommend. Go check it out. I love it. All okay, right. Katie. Do you want to play a game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Megan. <laughs> uh this was fun you i i asked you a couple days ago joe what's the name of this game and you said it's it's megan versus reagan uh battle of uh bad bitches or something like that what is it battle of the bad bad girls girls. yeah uh and that's all you gave me uh so i was highly influenced by just like the dance like you said it's so iconic the dance uh that, that megan performs at the end so it's a bop uh uh what i've what i've got for you so you ready because mm-hmm. I'm ready. It's Megan. This is Reagan. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> it's Megan. This is Reagan. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent because that is exactly what it needed to be. Yep. Um, Okay, so like we mentioned, uh, this miniseries, we've covered movies about two little girls who might be a little evil, but they're also powerful, independent, and self-made. Yep. So naturally, (laughs) let's pit them against each other. Yes. I'm going to give you 10 hypothetical competitive situations. Understand? Yes. And you'll tell me who would win between Megan the android from Megan and Reagan, the possessed child from The Exorcist. Okay. And more importantly, how they would win. Got it. Yeah. So no points. Uh, you can't really win or lose. You're just, just kind fives. of like we're, we're doing like free energy. Just fives. Yeah. Just fives. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it is worth noting that both of their names are spelled very similarly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I picked up on that. Which I didn't know until today <laughs> when I made that video. The more you know. Yeah. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Scenario number one. Tell me who would win. A physical fight, no weapons. Physical fight, no weapons. Um, so Reagan kind of has like a little bit of telepathy. Uh, 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 not, not telepathy. What is it? Um, you can move shit with your mind. Yes. Um, that's tele- telekinesis. Telekinesis, right. Uh, you know, shutting the doors, moving furniture, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm going to give this one to, to Reagan because uh, as far as I know, I don't think Megan can do that just yet. She can like control stuff that's like connected to the hub. Um, but if you like turn off all the power uh, uh, and shut down the Wi-Fi, essentially, uh, Reagan's coming out on top. So I'm giving this one to Reagan interesting reagan gets one i'll keep score here thank you um number two who would win in a round of supermarket sweep (laughs) so this is where uh they it's a tv show where you're basically in the middle of an empty supermarket and they give you a list of items and you have to go and find them as fast as you can okay so they're not like teammates they're not the teammates no they're separate against each other (laughs) Okay, so it's 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 Reagan and her mom, and it's Megan and and Gemma, <laughs> buzzing like, talking heads before. <laughs> the 
They're giving interviews, yes. Oh my God, I would love that. Uh, I'm giving this to Megan because of her algorithmic connections to the internet. She knows the layout of the store. She knows the exact like routes to take. She yeah, knows she's going, able, she's, she's going going for the turkey. She's going for the turkey. She's going for the hams and going for the diapers. Those are the big bucket, bucket items. She knows she can kind of see which bonus item to get that has the big ticket on the back that has three, four, four hundred, five hundred dollars on the back. It's it's Megan for this one. Reagan's just spinning around, confused. Decision Barf. paralysis. Barf everywhere, like spinning out on the card. Can't get anywhere. All right, all right. We're tied up, one to one. Situation number three: Who would win? Convincing a friend to watch Breaking Bad for the first time. <laughs> uh, again, this is going to be Megan because um, she's going to be able to dilute all of the reviews. Uh, from the internet and kind of come up with like a consensus and an aggregate type of um, rating system and be and no, also knowing the person that she's trying to relate to uh, she can cater the message specifically to the person reagan is just gonna just be like you know let's let's watch uh uh fucking uh, the ten commandments again that movie's fucking hilarious <laughs> you know she's like, like i hear better call Saul is better <laughs> yeah like it just flying in the face of uh a conformity and all that kind of stuff so uh this one's gonna be megan again i agree with your logic all right megan takes the lead um situation number four who would win in an insult battle okay so insult is subjective uh because while i think megan has some good like turn uh, turn of phrase you know like i'll rip your head off i swear to god like it's mm-hmm. it, it's like really stingy uh i think reagan has the the deeper cuts because she can see into your soul yeah let's imagine there's like a crowd around them that are like cheering and booing for okay, so how good eight, the insults are so it's like it's volume levels it's uh it's it's eight mile style right right they <laughs> hand each other the microphone kind of a thing it's exactly that yeah um yeah, it's it's gonna be Reagan um because you know she's gonna throw out some of the darkest shit that this per like that they haven't even considered. You yeah. know. Um uh Megan is surface level, Reagan is six feet under that of just like the darkest, deepest shit you ever heard. This is Reagan. She's like your mother runs on JavaScript in hell. Um Okay. Number we're tied up. Okay, so your mother situation... sucks cocks in Silicon Valley. <laughs> Justin, I did not go there. Um, number five, who would win in a runway walk-off? Megan, hands down. Even though, I like, you, I give you that though, one easy. Even though Reagan is going to try to do like some Evie Oddly kind of shit, that is a a, a RuPaul reference. She's going to like <laughs> spider walk down the runway and try to uh-huh. like strike a pose by like turning her head around, uh, or she's going to start out like looks like she's walking, but she's going to turn the rest of her body around. And she's going for shock, um, uh, but but everyone loves a pageant queen when they can slay. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but she also has the one-liners to be hilarious. I'm putting them not on. I'm putting them on on RuPaul's Drag Race and not yeah, on no, just a that. Runner. That is fully what I was thinking here. Okay, yes. all right. This is perfect. It's gonna be Megan because uh, she's funny. Um, she's got the 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 put togetherness. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something charming about Reagan, though. Uh, you know, she cuts a little deep. She comes from a weird home, you know, abandoned father, that kind of stuff. But but I think Megan's going to take this one out. 
I feel like Reagan could do a death drop, but you're you're right. Like Megan's kind of the whole package here. Reagan is it's a death drop, but it's like a death drop. Like other people <laughs> die when <laughs> she does. <laughs> All right. Uh, situation number six here. Um, who wins in a spitting contest? Spitting contest. I don't think there's liquid inside of of Megan. Uh, and we know that Reagan is replete with liquid bile and goop. Um, this is going to Reagan. Yeah, I, I I did kind of program in some easy winners here, sure. um, just to kind of give them uh, give them some wins. Okay, we are tied up again. Wow, uh, these these girls are staying head to head. Okay, number seven, who wins? Leading a successful cult. Ooh, okay. Uh, a cult in a traditional sense has religious tie-ins mm. where I want to say that um, I think Reagan would succeed there in the 70s, but depending on the time frame. So if, if, if Megan's going to be involved, we're going to bring it up to modern times. Uh, I'm going to say she is going to have the digital footprint capable to create a bigger cult. Uh, wow. So I'm giving this to Megan. You are crushing it with these answers. Like you are giving insights. You're providing context. I love it. I got booze um, in me, baby. I'm loose. All right. Megan takes the lead. Um, number eight. Who wins? In a Pilates competition. Pilates. Ooh, this is a dead tie. It's a dead tie. Uh, 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 no winner. Uh, you can't call You can't call it. Um, yeah. They are both bendable in in yeah. unique ways one of them is not of uh 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 god and the other one is made <laughs> of titanium um <coughs> so they can bend the other one's reagan and the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh they can both contort in strange ways but it is a dead tie you can't you can't call it yeah yeah i set you up on that one okay all right uh megan's still in the lead um all right Getting to the end here. Situation number nine. Who wins? Surviving the apocalypse. Whatever apocalypse you picture it as, who is surviving the longest? Literally last man standing. Depending on, uh, well, any type of apocalypse, you're not going to get power. You're not going to get running water. Um, And uh, without battery backup uh, or access to electricity, Megan's going to fail. So uh, this is going to be Reagan. She's going to go the, di- she's going the distance uh, in she's the apocalypse. The, the distance. distance. She's going for speed. She's going for speed. Um, she's all right, going yeah, to watch speed. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of ties us up. It is five to five uh, or four to four, depending on however mm-hmm. you count this. Um, mm-hmm. So last one takes it. Yep. Um, who wins the competition? of biggest horror icon uh again it's subjective um but i subject but i think uh it is gonna have to be reagan however Mm. uh there is an epilogue to this reagan Mm. humbly accepts the crown she's like cry laughing vomiting the whole time as she accepts the crown and the and the trophy and the scepter of horror icon number one um she's like but i wanted to thank the people that come after me and support me because they keep the dream alive of oh my God. K- killing the innocent 
of Justin, exposing beautiful exposing those who have done wrong to us and have brought harm onto us so they are going to split the crown uh, <gasps> together mean girls break <laughs> yeah break it in half um you know the limit does not exist you know uh reagan and megan together hold hands and they hoist their arms up above and they're just crying and they're they're so happy um uh and and they both emerge victorious at the end Wow. In the words of RuPaul and Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. It's a tie! Yeah! Um, <laughs> as it should be. I'm so glad this was the outcome. You played the game perfectly. Um, that was Megan and Reagan. Not versus and girls. Yeah. It's it's like the end of the uh, the title card, like it's Megan, uh, Megan versus Reagan, but then you see the mouse click double tap versus <laughs> and put A and D. <laughs> enter and then and then it clicks it again and puts e and d the end question mark (laughs) (laughs) and then it plays the theme song that i wrote again you know and it just fucking rips you know what i mean like that's that's the 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 trailer uh to output it it's it's just it's megan versus reagan and Britney's there because we love Britney. <laughs> uh, incredible icon camp. All right. Um, Justin, thank you so much for watching Megan and talking Megan with me. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about where we're headed? Uh, we're going to do another wild card month uh, for November. Uh, however, earlier today, our young Joe let us know that he is going to be traveling abroad all of November, not going to step foot inside his house one weekend while he while the month persists. So we're going to do one episode, and it's going to be my choice. So what's coming next? We're going to do a movie that I think is kind of a spiritual sequel of sorts, a spiritual kind of brethren to um, a movie that we did in February, I think, our love series. This, uh, this movie kind of reminds me of When Harry Met Sally uh, and uh, uh, Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, starring Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey. Um, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, it is, you know, Manic Pixie Girl, uh, Depressed Man love story it is going to make you on my list for a while yeah it's going to make you feel things um it's gonna make you feel a lot of things and that made me think of what to do at the back half of the month um because we're 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 bringing her back back by popular demand uh since joe's out of town ryan our social media expert wife mother extraordinaire is coming back on the pod joe we're gonna do an episode together i haven't decided yet what it's gonna be but we're gonna do another movie together and it's gonna be great it's gonna be a live a live thing again where we're in the same room across from each other in the living room it's gonna be a good time we're gonna do that in november it's gonna be it's it it's a rare treat to get to listen to this um podcast kind of 
for the first time and like not really knowing what's happening. Uh, I, I loved the Terminator episode and I am really excited to see what y'all come up with. Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, I think I'm going to stay along the same kind of path of just like emotional damage type of movies. So we'll see what mm. happens. You know, it's going to be cool. Ooh. I'm excited. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was Megan. Joe, thanks for showing me Megan. Megan was fun. Megan was cool. <laughs> Megan fucking slayed, baby. Megan is all. Megan is God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We will catch you guys later on the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. Catch us on YouTube and Instagram at UCU Podcast and wherever you get your podcasts at. Do the thing. Like, subscribe, and follow. Tell your friends, tell your grandma next time you see her on Thanksgiving. Ooh, bye. Bye.